This is Ursula Hogan. Welcome you to News Extra on Scarab Bay Community Radio, where we feature interviews which go into details on some of the events in the news this week. As part of the National Heritage Week, Irish Seed Savers will host an exciting Food Heritage for Biodiversity event on Sunday the 21st of August from 11am to 5pm. Jim spoke to Gillian Latimer of Irish Seed Savers during the week about the topic. Now I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Gillian Lattimore of Irish Seed Savers. Gillian, uh, you're very welcome again to Scariff Bay Community Radio. Hi Jim, uh, lovely to talk to you again. Listen, Gillian, you have, um, next week is National Heritage Week and uh, you're playing your part in Irish Seed Savers by um, putting on a special day. Would you tell us about it? Yes, uh, Jim, that's right. Uh, to celebrate Heritage Week, uh, we have a Food Heritage for Biodiversity event. Um, this week's, or rather this year's Heritage Week is based on two themes of sustainable heritage and biodiversity. So uh, at Irish Seed Savers, we're going to explore this, these two themes further. So we've lined up a series of talks, tours and tastings which aim to deepen our connection with Ireland's food crop heritage, natural environment and biodiversity. Um, so we've, we've lined up um, a couple of events uh, for the day, uh, which include seed saving demonstrations with our seed curator, Deirdre Morrissey, a guided apple tour, uh, or guided orchard tour rather, an apple tasting at the end of the tour. Um, so for this, uh, you will get to explore the orchards with one of our uh, orchardists here at Irish Seed Savers. And then afterwards, you would get to taste some of the heritage varieties of apples, which uh, taste quite unique and different to the apple varieties that you would buy in the shop these days. So uh, it's quite a treat to uh, taste the uh, heritage apple varieties. Um, then we'd also have, with our head gardener, um, Tristan Leanhard, we would have a growing and seed saving for, biodiver for biodiversity tour, where Tristan will uh, bring participants on a guided tour throughout the site, through all the seed gardens and polytunnels, um, uh, kind of presenting about how to grow for seed and how to save seed and how this enhances biodiversity uh, by using open pollinated seed. Okay. Then we're delighted to have a couple of guest speakers as well. Um, we have Bev Truss from the local wildlife rescue centre, uh, the Hogsprickle. So Bev will provide a, a talk on hedgehogs, um, how we can care for them and where we can find them. Um, so it's kind of an indoor presentation and a little bit of an outdoor walk about where we can find the hedgehogs. And then we also have Susan Kirwan, who is um, from Bat Rehabilitation Ireland. And Susan will provide a lovely talk about bats, um, bat roosts and trees, how to identify them, and the importance of trees as roosts and the corridors between roost sites and foraging areas. Um, and basically, um, and then we have, at the very end, we have expert organic, garden, um, expert organic gardener Jim Cronin, so Jim's going to do a demonstration on preparing an area for a garden. So this will start with a little bit of indoor information through a presentation and then participants will be guided out to the land where Jim will do a demonstration on how to prepare an area for a garden. And finally, we have, uh, to finish off the day at four o'clock, we have a guided biodiversity garden tour with uh, Damien from our garden team. 
So it's a jam-packed, uh, jam-packed schedule of events and uh, a little bit something for everybody there. For the children, there is also a biodiversity treasure hunt at one o'clock and three o'clock. So that's that's kind of a, a bit of a, a run through with the schedule yes. there, Jim. There's a, there's a huge amount, as you say, it is jam packed with events and uh, various entertainment as well. Tell me, um, the, it runs through the day, Gillian. Is that right? That's right. It's from eleven until five. Um, so the the first. Uh, the first kind of the first part of the schedule would start at eleven, and the last one is at four. Okay, so so people can come at any stage, um, or are there certain things on at certain times that? Uh, yes. Yeah, so they if, if you not log to on miss. to, that's right. If you log on to irishseedsavers.ie forward slash events, you will find the full schedule of events. Likewise, if you log on to the National Heritage Week website, uh, the event is listed there as well. You can buy tickets on Eventbrite. Um, the tickets are €10 Euro for non-supporters and they're free for supporters of Irish Seed Sabres and children. Um, and there's also tickets available on the door on the day itself if you if you don't want to book on Eventbrite. OK, well, from, from the way you described the the list of events on the day, I mean, €10, Euro, it sounds a very reasonable uh, entry fee that um, there is so much happening and so much to learn. They, I'm just thinking the will say the sustainable heritage really is is what you do anyway um in in terms of uh growing plants for seed and protecting those seeds and and keeping them let's say safe for the future that's it and it kind of comes back to how we conserve our cultural heritage and contribute to developing a more sustainable future by connecting with the skills and traditions of the past and passing them on to the next generation. So like that, like the age-old tradition of seed saving, like that using um, open pollinated seed, how all of these can contribute to a sustainable future. Yes. Um, and like that, it, it, the same with, with the the heritage apple varieties as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, you know, those of us and many of us grow things in the garden. We grow potatoes, or we grow lettuce, or we grow cabbage, or whatever it is. And uh, but largely, we grow to eat it. But uh, you're to, it's it's somewhat different to grow something and to grow it for seed. And I suppose, as I have seen out there when we visited, the the process for allowing it to go to seed, and then the process of um, of saving that seed, and it's uh, it's it's quite different to the usual, um, you know, home gardening, that activity that somebody would be involved in. That's it. But it, it's also very simple, and it's very easy for everybody to try at home. Um, if you have a look on the Irish Seed Savers YouTube channel, and it's on our website as well, under the news section, we have four videos, um, about growing for seed and saving the seed. So for, for a couple of different types, so say, you know, we had peas and beans, we would have tomatoes, we would have courgettes and pumpkins, you know, a couple of different videos. So it's it's really a skill that we're trying to, you know, encourage people to, to use and to bring back, you know, so that um, everybody knows how to grow for seed and save their own seed. And then they can share it, you know, within their community or within their families and, you know, Yes. Yeah. Would you tell us again the um, where people can look up uh, the details in terms of maybe aiming to be there at a particular time or something like that? What's your your web address uh, where yeah, those details so can be found? Yeah, it's irishseedsavers.ie. 
So as I say, we start off at 11 with the seed saving demonstrations with Deirdre Morrissey. And then there's something on every hour and then every half hour, all the way up until four o'clock. And then at three o'clock, if anybody is interested in uh, organic horticulture expert, Jim Cronin, he will be teaching us about a farming ethos founded in nature conservation that creates habitats for wildlife and pollinators. And he'll also demonstrate a method of bringing a plot into a vegetable, flower or herb garden without the use of machinery. So that's what Jim's demonstration will be. OK. And just finally, uh, you mentioned their supporters. Uh, the event will be free for supporters. How does one become a supporter of Irish Seed Savers? So to become a supporter of Irish Seed Savers, you can do so by logging on to our website and on the top tab you will see uh, a word called join. So it's €60 Euro per year for an individual um, and €75 Euro per year for an, uh, a family and these uh, the supporterships basically support our conservation work. Okay. Um, yeah. Lovely. Gillian, listen, wish you all the best with that. It's on uh, next weekend on the Sunday, Sunday the 21st of August, as you said, from 11 to 5. And we wish you all the every success uh, with that and hopefully that yourselves and those people who come will enjoy the day. Thank you, Jim. And uh, you're welcome to come along yourself. I hope you can join us on the day. And also, I forgot to mention, we will have some traditional music as well uh, throughout the day on the site. So uh, it should hopefully be a a great day and uh, fingers crossed for the weather. Okay, what more can we want? (laughs) (laughs) Gillian, many thanks. Thank you, Jim. Best of luck. Bye now. The group Blue Herring played to an enthusiastic audience recently at the Scarif Harbour Festival. They're an up-and-coming band comprising of young people from Six Mile Bridge and Shannon. After the performance, Jim Collins spoke to them in the Scarif Bay Community Radio outside broadcast studio. You're listening to Scarif Bay Community Radio and we're here live at the uh, festival on the Friday night and um, we have a group of lads who've just uh, finished their set and they're here in studio and that's Blue Herring. So lads, very welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Now, should have taken down your names before we started, but sure we can do it now, live. Uh, hi, my name is Owen Reardon. Owen, okay. Uh, Jamie. Jamie. I'm Stephen. I'm Stephen. Now, some of you are brothers. Me and Stephen are brothers, yeah. 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 Okay. So, listen, tell us about yourself. I mean, I, I have to be honest and say I haven't heard um, of Blue Herring before I saw it on the festival programme. So, um, who's going to tell me who you are or where are you from or... Well, uh, yeah. we only yes. running. We started kind of the start of the summer, so it's it's fair enough. No one's heard of us. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. but um, we're all from Shannon and Clare and yeah. Six Mile Bridge as well. And we all, four of us anyway, were in school together. And he was in school in the other school in town. But we yes. all play music and stuff up along. So okay. we just kind of started playing with each other this year. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I gather your um, parents uh, play together. Um, or have been playing together for for quite yeah, some our time. Our dad is a uh, John Madigan and Tommy Chicken and. Uh, our saxophone player, Jamie Lundy, his dad is Danny Lundy. So they've been playing for like 15, 16 years now, I would say. Okay, so it's kind of nearly natural that uh, you're like, you, first of all, you'd have music in you, I suppose. Oh, yeah, you'd be like, when you're growing up like here on the house. You'd have thought, but sure. Yeah. What was it? Well, uh, it took long enough, like, it took me until T.Y. to start playing guitar. And, like, after that, I kind of, 
I knew I'd never not be playing, you know. Yes, I know, yeah. I know. So it's it's in the blood anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so how did you, when did you decide to do something this summer? I think well, it's, it's been going a while for, for me. Yeah. You know, when we started the end of last summer, the two of us playing, and we did a couple of gigs. We do five songs before someone else, and then... Just do like little opening epics. Yes. Yeah, I uh-huh. mean, if it wasn't if it wasn't for COVID, I reckon like we would have been playing before. Like, but yes, you know, yeah. Because there, the there were no opportunities yeah, really yeah, yeah. until fairly recently. But then, like as soon as things started opening up, it all happened fairly quickly. Like we all know each other, so yes. Yeah. yeah. I think what happened was myself and Jamie were doing opening for a gig, and uh, both uh, Jamie, our saxophone player, and Stephen Saws playing, and they kind of went, oh. I want in. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so since then, it's been just growing and growing. and They recognize talent when they saw it. Yeah, yeah. I saw a 50 quid getting handed us a lot. And we'd all take that. Yeah, yeah, you would, yeah. So tell us, oh, we'll say, where have you been playing now since you started this summer? Um, we've been we've been quite mm, local. Kind of places, really, I'm talking about. Oh, well, in, in, in pubs, really. In kind of pubs on Saturday nights or Sundays at bank holidays and things. I think if we... If if we keep at it and we build up a set and stuff, we might think about doing kind of weddings or bigger gigs. But we're yeah. happy doing this for now, and we're just getting better at it. So it's I know, yeah. and it's and of course uh, there's a learning process, I presume, as well that you're involved oh, yeah. in. It's oh yeah, the first the first five or six gigs we're getting considerably better every night because you're yeah. just getting there's things you don't even think about till you do it. So I know. Yeah. And where we'll say is is it in the Six Mile Bridge, Shannon, Ennis area that you have been doing, or have you been going wider afield? Um, most of our gigs have been in Shannon, in like in the Gar or the Lodge. Um, We've had it. We've had a gig in Limerick. Uh, and if we had a few, we had a gig in a hotel as well in Limerick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's 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 been it really. It's been quite close to home a lot of the time. So yes, I know. Well, I suppose that's you. You spread out from there. Mm. Hopefully, anyway. Yeah. 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 Especially so with the same to like us, anyways, wherever play. Yeah. Especially <laughs> thanks to events like this, like we get huge publicity after it, and people they come back and they go, "Wow, they were pretty good." Yes. Yeah, well, I did hear, I went out, I have family members out there now, and they said, they're pretty good, <laughs> when I went out after you, when you're just when you were finishing up. The, um, what was I going to say to you, what kind of stuff are, do you play, for um, our listeners now who mightn't have we'd play anything to the from recordings? From 80s to, to modern, like, we, we'd play a bit of Sam Fender, out of stuff that's come out recently. Um, we put a bit of Oasis in, we've got some bits of... A lot of a lot, a lot of stuff that bands have played, but stuff that it's charted or people know or know the yeah, words yeah. and different things like that. Okay. And then we've the saxophone as well, so we try and lean on that as much as we can and get songs with saxophone in them. But yes, yeah. like yeah. Careless Whisper and Baker Street, and and we also try and put it in because at the moment I'm the lead singer, and we use the saxophone as a way to do backing vocals and. It's unreal when you hear it just come in on top of all the other instruments. It just adds a whole new dimension yes. to the music. Okay. Tell, are you busy now? We'll say we're at the end of July. Are you busy for August? Um, yeah, we've, we have a couple more gigs all right in August. Um, yeah. But that's coming towards the end of the summer now, I'd say it'll, it'll start yeah, to quiet down. Things will quieten down, yes. You're in Scariff tomorrow night, I believe. Um, yeah, we're in, um, we're in Rogers for the, the Lake League tomorrow night. That's right, so tomorrow night late when, the, when all the crack in the green stops. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they have the, what is it, the crack in the back? Crack in the back, that's <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you see, where do you see yourselves going for, you know, assuming that you continue to be popular, will you stay at it even when some of you are at college now, when, will you be able to stay at it? I think through College not there? Yeah, as long as we're, we're reasonably local, even if people commute from wherever they live in the weekend back and yeah, we'll definitely stay at it as long as as long as people will have us we'll we'll stay at it anyway. I know, yeah. yes. Do you do any do you ever try any writing or doing your own material or is that um myself and our saxophone player are currently in the process of writing, but it's 
it, it's one thing if I try to focus on the lyrics or am I trying to focus on including everyone. It's I'm trying to still find that balance. Yes. And then I've got a good few ideas going though. So we've got we've got bits in the works is the best way to put it. Okay, so as far as blue herring goes, I suppose we could say watch this space. Exactly. That's exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now you have two lads who aren't who are in the band who who are kind of being left out in the cold. Um, who, who give us their names? Um, so Keen is our drummer and uh, Jamie is our saxophone player. Okay, so uh, just so we don't want to leave notes. So you're a five-piece band. Five-piece, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, from Scarf Bay Community Radio, delighted to be playing you tonight and talking to you, and we wish you every good luck in you know as the year goes on and as your career goes on, and hopefully the band goes from strength to strength. All right, yeah. Okay, nice so Owen, Jamie, and Stephen, many thanks for joining us live here on Scarf Bay Community Radio. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to News Extra on Scarab Bay Community Radio. Join us again next weekend and we will keep you updated on local events. This is Ursula Hogan for Scarab Bay Community Radio.